Whenever you get the fires of revival hot enough, there's going to be some snakes come out. Man, I don't have to worry about anybody getting behind my preaching tonight. My, my, my. We may all go up and smoke here tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. John chapter 8, verse 30. So good to be with you again tonight. And uh, we've just come just to love you folks. Appreciate the spirit of this church. Hallelujah. Good to have our visitors with us tonight. Hallelujah. This service is designed tonight especially for you. Praise God. John chapter 8, beginning in verse 30. As he spake these words. Everybody said these words. Many believed on him. Speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, everybody said my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Everybody said the truth shall make you free. <clears throat> now though, this passage of scripture begins talking about words. Words are very powerful. Matter of fact, James equates the power of the human tongue able to set on fires of the course of hell. That's how powerful your tongue is. Because tongue is the mechanism that bridges the gap between the heart and words. And I personally believe that's why God chose to use that as a vehicle to manifest the Holy Ghost. Because no man can tame the tongue except the Holy Ghost. Drawing your attention to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Hallelujah. Appreciate God so much. 2 Corinthians 4. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning reading in verse 3. The Apostle Paul speaking about his gospel, of course which was the apostolic message, the only one that was espoused and had the stamp of approval in the Word of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Everybody say, them that are lost. Now this is how the gospel's hid in verse 4. In whom the God of this world, notice that small g, it's in reference to Satan, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Hallelujah. I want to speak to you for a few moments tonight on the three unmentionables of our world. The three unmentionables of our world. Father, we love you. We praise you. Father, we are grateful for the power of your Spirit that's made manifest here tonight. Hallelujah. God, we rejoice in your presence. Hallelujah. God, we expect greater things, God, before the trump sounds. Father, we pray for every heart and every mind to be open. That they can make a decision for you tonight, God. We understand the lateness of the hour, Father. How late it is on the time clock of eternity. We pray, God, that you will supernaturally, through the Holy Ghost, implant your word in somebody's heart tonight. 
We ask it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And everybody say, you may be seated. There are three unmentionable words in our world tonight. Hallelujah. I've already begun by showing you in John chapter 8 the power of words. Because it was words oftentimes that Jesus Christ uses the tool to bring belief to the human heart. But there are some things that are unmentionable in our world. The very first word that I can think of that is not mentioned, is considered taboo in the world, is the word sin. What exactly is sin? If we were to take a cross-cut cross section of our society today around Hutchinson, and were to knock on the 40,000 or so homes, I'm sure that you would get a variety of definitions of the word sin. But sin simply means separation from God. It sounds harmless enough, but there is a criteria that is set in motion in the heart and in the relationship between man and God that causes that separation. Of course, we know in reading Genesis, the original account of the Word of God, we see that because of Adam and Eve's disobedience to the Word of God, that there was sin. And disobedience is a cause of sin. And because there was disobedience, there was separation between man and God. Hallelujah. According to the Greek, the word sin is a principle or source of action or an inward element producing an act or the component of our nature. Hallelujah. When Adam sinned and disobeyed the word of God, there were two deaths that immediately took place. There was the physical degeneration that from that point forward was put into action and it instantaneously brought forth spiritual death. Hallelujah. There is a unique tie between sin and between death. Hallelujah. I need you to stick with me tonight. God's fixing to take us somewhere. I'm believing in the Holy Ghost. The book of James says, Sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, the Bible says, For the wages of sin is death. The final payment of your sin, the total payment and the culmination of all the sins of your life, which cannot be added up until the white throne judgment, because it's only then that the ramifications and all the tributaries and all the byproducts of your sin that has influenced every other innocent life can be finally tabulated, and then the wages will be paid. Romans chapter 5 and verse 12 says, All have sinned. I don't care who you are tonight. I don't care where you are tonight. From Saddam Hussein to George Bush, all have sinned. Romans chapter 7 and verse 17 says, Sin dwelleth in me, Paul said. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 5 and verse 12, the Bible says, By one man, speaking of Adam, sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. It doesn't matter what your position is. It doesn't matter what your employment is. It doesn't matter what persuasion you're of. It doesn't matter what you believe or don't believe. All have sinned. And the wages of sin are death. Hallelujah. First John 5 and 16 says this. There is a sin unto death. Hallelujah. There is a unique relationship in the Word of God between sin and death. 
Hallelujah. Man in his own right seeks to cope with the thought of death and his separation from God using his own methods of coping, which we will call escapism. Hallelujah. Alcohol with the addiction, disease, families that are destroyed actually brings death. Drug addiction brings addiction, disease, lives destroyed, and ultimately death, suicide, by oppression and depression, crushing the human element by the wages of sin, ultimately brings death, and sexual immorality destroys the soul of man. Families are torn asunder and ultimately brings death. Why? Because the wages of sin are death. Sin is not a word that's popular in an Ann Landers column. Sin is not popular upon all the movie sneak previews in your newspaper. But I'm here to tell you tonight, all have sinned and the wages of sin are death. Part of the lies and cover up of our world tonight is do your own thing. Hallelujah. If it feels good, do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go for it. Kill yourself. It's your own life. And behind it lurking is the arch enemy knowing that the wages of your sin will bring death. Hallelujah. Billboards. And when as you start to drive into these metropolitan areas, you can start seeing all these weird billboards. One may be for black velvet whiskey. One may be for Marlboro lights. One may be with the Marlboro man out there with a hat looking good. All American man. But I want you to know that sin is only one-sided because while your heart beats, you have no idea what the end result of your sin will be. While your heart is beating and your mind is still comprehending, you have no idea what footpath that sin is leading you tonight but the wages of sin are death let's praise the Lord that we pass from death unto life behind the billboards that we see behind the pictures that we look at in time and people magazine in which the pictured life is rosy and it's painted of one that is to be sought after if you could walk into a hospital room and dissect a man and look at his lungs, friend, you would have the ghastly look upon your face knowing that the ultimate result of sin is what's in that man's lung. If you were to go into a hospital and walk down a long whitewashed whitewashed hallway to a man that's dying of AIDS that one once used to weigh 200 pounds and now he's down to 80 pounds held together by life support systems you would see the end result of your sin why because billboards only show one side but on the other side there's weeds and garbage and tin cans and an empty field with no life because the wages of sin are death The devil never tells anybody the whole truth about sin because there's a secret cost to serving Satan and that is that you must be a sinner. Hallelujah. 1 John chapter 3 says, He that commits sin is of the devil. There is a unique connection between sin and death. Why? You probably never understood it, friend. 
you probably never even considered it. That's why your mind has been blinded by the God of this world so that you don't happen to put two and two together and finally extricate yourself from the world of corruption that's on their way to death and destruction because sin bringeth forth death. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of Job that it is appointed man once to die and after this the judgment. Hallelujah. Death is the byproduct of sin. But once a man has passed from death and he goes into the realm of the eternity, our world can't reach for you then. The life support systems that hold sin together can't reach for you. The man with the billions of dollars in the bank can't give it to you when he's dying. Why? Because the wages of sin are death and once you pass the bounds of death then it's under judgment the first word that's never mentioned in our world is sin there was a man that wrote a book not too long ago said whatever happened to sin you wonder why you're depressed you wonder why you're having all these adulterous fantasies and having all this other junk in your life, it's because sin is alive in your bosom. And you need to be delivered of that thing. Because the wages of that sin will ultimately bring forth death. What happens to individuals that die in sin? And that brings us to the second unmentionable word of our world today. And that word is the word called hell. Hell in the Bible is a place or a state of the lost and the condemned. According to Matthew chapter 13, the Bible says, And them which do iniquity or sin, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire, there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Matthew chapter 25 says, The Bible calls hell a place of everlasting punishment. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, the writer says, Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord. If you die in your sin, because the wages of sin are death, then it's punishable into an eternity of nightmare called hell. Mark chapter 9 says this, that it is a place of hell fire and unquenchable fire. Luke chapter 12 says this, fear him which after he is killed has power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. Hebrews chapter 10 says this, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And Hebrews 13 says, our God is a consuming fire. Sin will send you to death. And if you don't have anything under death, then you're into an eternity called hell. But our world doesn't want to talk about hell because they're lost in sin. The modern day church don't want to talk about hell. People try to have revival without talking about sin. People try to build a church without talking about hell. This whole thing is based on the fact that sin is black and hell is hot and heaven is hopeful and Jesus Christ is great and blood is red and blood propitiates for your sin so that you can live and not die. The modern day church doesn't want to talk about the things of ultimate concern. 
Why? Because the modern day church has typed itself after the world. And the world doesn't want to talk about sin. And the world doesn't want to talk about hell. But I want you to know tonight that I've never found one place where the apostles ever talked about hell. It was left to the words of Jesus to talk about hell. Because he was the one that ushered the final judgment. He was the one that said, if you don't believe me, you're condemned already. He didn't allow mankind to utter that kind of judgmental preaching. But it's real. You're probably saying, well, preacher, why are you talking about? Because I'm quoting the words of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ preached on hell. There's a unique parallel there, and I didn't discover it till only lately. But out of the 13 times that hell is quoted in the New Testament, it was quoted all by Jesus Christ. But when talking about heaven and the glory of the other world, he allowed man to elaborate on that. You will find the apostolic epistles to be chock full of nuggets about life in the glory world and life hereafter. And to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. Hallelujah. And walking on a street of gold and rejoicing in his presence. Jesus came to bring a stark warning to humanity. But they don't want to hear the words of sin and hell today. Why? Because they know where they're going. And they know what they're doing. But their minds are blind because of the God of this world. Bible says in Romans chapter 3 that there is no fear of God before their eyes. Hollywood's glamorization of sin and its effects on humanity only leads to the desensitization of human beings regarding sin and its direct results, which is damnation. You listen to this preacher tonight. Why in the world do you think Hollywood is putting movies out like Halloween 1, 2, and 3, Nightmare on Elm Street, Prince of Darkness, Demons, Hell House, Rosemary's Baby, and The Exorcist. Its desire is to glorify the connection between demonic influence and entertainment. Because man wants to be titillated by the fear of the devil more than the fear of God. Because sin and hell cannot be talked about in the light of reality because their minds have been blinded by the God of this world. They're more afraid of the devil. And that's why Hollywood producers are massing these movies out so fast you can't count them because they know what makes man tick. The fear of the devil is greater in this end time than the fear of God. Why in the world do you see all these musical racks with all these CDs and LPs taking advantage of hell and things concerning Satan? Ozzy Osbourne in his album, The Ultimate Sin. Ronnie James Dio had two albums. One was called The Last in Line in regards to Matthew chapter 7 when it says, Wide is the gate unto destruction and many there go therein. It depicts people walking through into the gates of hell. He's got another album called Holy Diver in which a Roman Catholic priest is wrapped with chains in the water while a demon stands over him with this insignia. Why? Because the devil's having a revival. You're more afraid of him than you are God. Because he's a God of this world that's blinded their minds. 
There's a rock group called Slayer, one of the most popular group among young, long-haired kids. They have albums out by the multitude regarding hell and all these demonic figurines. One of their albums is called Hell Awaits. There's a group called Suicidal Tendencies. There's so many groups, I don't have time tonight to talk to you about them. Black Sabbath and millions of other groups that use all these quasi-religious icons to, to let you know that the devil is something that you want to be interested in. I'm here to tell you tonight, sin is unmentionable in the true dimension of God's Word. And hell is not mentioned in the true light of God's Word. Why? Because it's reality. And the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. People look, probably look at that poster of mine and go, man, that ought to be real neat. Maybe the guy will play guitar for us. Maybe he'll play some of that stuff he used to play. Maybe he'll talk about how neat it was to rub shoulders with all those big guys. I'm going to tell you what. I don't know too much about rubbing shoulders with those big guys, but I can fall on my knees and come in contact with the guy who's the God, the living Christ, the first, the last, the Alpha, the Omega, the author and finisher of your faith. It far surpasses the little tinkling trinkets of this world because it's reality. This group, ACDC, and its largest selling album, Highway to Hell, Bon Scott, who's now there himself, said something. All my friends are going to be there too. Hell is portrayed as being a place that you want to go because all your friends are there. And don't worry about it in this life because when you get down there, it's going to be all rosy. I'm here to tell you tonight, it's unquenchable fire. It's a place where there's torment and torture because you denied God's love. Why this tremendous misinformation in this age about sin and its results is because the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Why has Satan made such a tremendous pull for humanity? Please listen closely. Revelations chapter 20 verse 10 says this. This is at the end of time. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Five verses later, at the great white throne judgment, the Bible says, whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. The devil that you've been used to and you've got to know while here on earth is going to play patty cake with you for eternity. He's going to be there to meet you just like it was here on planet earth to greet you. He's going to be there for eternity. Why? He didn't want to go to hell alone. He wanted you to go with him. Sin's not talked about. Hell's not talked about. Because the God of this world wants you to go with Him. Yeah. 
The devil was cast out of heaven down to earth. Hallelujah. And he's the first one to go into hell. And then man was created on earth. Hallelujah. And then man fell. And the devil will be the first one caught, cast into the lake of fire. And then man that believes not the gospel of Jesus Christ and not written in the Lamb's book of life will go into an eternity of torment with the devil. Because the devil brings death, darkness, division, and deception. Let's praise the Lord. We're not going there. I have a greater hope. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. There's a third word that our world doesn't want to talk about. It's because the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. And it's the name of Jesus Christ. John chapter 8, 32 says this, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If you walk out of this building tonight and don't understand what this preacher was talking about, and you weren't able to grasp exactly what the Word of God was trying to aim down your direction, then you will be considered to be one of them that has been blinded. You say, Preacher, I'm big enough to make my own decisions and go my own way. Yeah, but there's a bigger force that will meet you in eternity. Either it will be God in whom you believed, it will be Satan that you sided with here on earth. Hallelujah. The devil brings death, darkness, division, and deception. But Jesus brought life, light, unity, and truth. The fact that the devil has blinded people for his purpose is so that he can dwell with them for eternity. But Jesus came that he might call a people out to have them live with him for eternity. What side are you on tonight? The world wants you to go to hell. But Jesus came to give life. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12 says, At the name of Jesus, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. You want to know why Hollywood isn't excited about Jesus? Because it, it runs cross-current with their demonic message. You want to know why the sports page don't have big letters that Jesus saves? Because the devil wants to blind your mind. Do you want to know why when Gorbachev fell, they didn't put across the top Jesus is having revival because the devil has blinded your mind Matthew chapter 9 and verse 13 Jesus said I am come to call sinners to repentance the world don't want to talk about sin 1 Timothy 1.15 says Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners Romans chapter 5 and verse 8 says but Jesus commended his love toward us in while we were yet sinners hallelujah Christ died for us while you were even yet a sinner Jesus still shined his light why you're even deceived, Jesus still loves. Why you're in darkness, he still loves. Let's praise him. Some of you don't think this is, is preaching. I'm here to tell you, this is the greatest message this world ever heard. The problem is, men love darkness rather than light. 
But when you get on the other side, the Bible says there's going to be weeping and wailing and moaning and gnashing of teeth. Why? Because when it gets to the human element that everything's stripped away and you see eternity for what it is, you're going to beg God for another chance. You're going to cry. You're going to cry tears that can never be wiped away because there's no more chance. You've made your choice to live in darkness. Well, my church don't preach like this. Your church has lost their vision. Well, I can go to the Catholic church and they don't talk like this. Baloney. You read the book of Revelations, you'll see exactly where the Catholic church is called. That's one of the biggest deceiving mechanisms that the religious world's ever produced. And God's going to rake the old dress off that old whore for what she is. And say, hey, you're the mother of harlots. You've caused all this problem. Killed my saints. Chopped off their heads. But they're going to live with me forever. You say, preacher, that's angry preaching. You better believe it is. Why? Because when people look at you eyeball to eyeball and are unmoved by the fear of God, but are so afraid over some stupid movie, there's something wrong. You say hellfire and brimstone preaching won't build a church baloney. You get people to believe this word. They'll walk right. They'll pay their tithes. They'll live for God. They'll do what they want because God's fear is based in love. While you were yet a sinner, Christ died for the ungodly. The devil don't care nothing about your soul. He wants a crowd in hell. Where sin brings forth death, Jesus brings life. The Bible says, He that, he that delivereth on, believeth on the Son has everlasting life. Jesus said in John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 1 and 4 says, In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. But the Bible says in John 3 that they wouldn't come unto Jesus because men love darkness rather than light. But when it gets into eternity, because they never heard about sin, and they never heard about hell, it'll be too late. For the wages of sin is death. Eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let's stand to our feet and raise our hands. Hallelujah. Three unmentionables of our world. Sin, hell, and the name of Jesus. I hope you can see it tonight, friend. Sin is laughed at. Sin is laughed at on the dance floor. Sin is mocked in the liquor store. Sin is absolutely turned into a joke as you flip your TV dial to the Playboy channel. But I'm here to tell you, the wages of sin bringeth forth death. And death, when it is finished, brings forth an eternity of regret in which you can't come back.
Listen closely. I'm finishing with this last scripture. John chapter 8, Jesus Christ talking to the Jews. Pharisees thought they were okay. Well, I don't sin too bad. I got all the outward. I don't rape anybody. Don't rob the liquor stores. Not a murderer. Jesus said, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. The Bible says in John chapter 3, that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus said, why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word? The God of this world is in the blinding business. The Pharisees couldn't see. They couldn't hear. Jesus said, you have eyes that cannot see. You have ears that cannot hear. Jesus said, I'll read it once again. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you cannot hear my word. And then he goes on to say this. You are of your father the devil. And the lusts of your father you will do. <clears throat> Not too many people want to talk about God's word in our world today. If they do, it usually comes down to a good stiff argument. And I understand there's got to be an argument in some circles. Just so you can recognize falsehood. But I hope you can see tonight, friend. There's three things our world wants to paint a different picture. How often do you hear sin talked about? This nation was built on a Christian epic. It's now turned into a place of doctrines of devils and seducing spirits. Homosexuality is 25 million homosexuals in America today. You say, hey, let them do their own thing. We are. Don't mean we have to like it. But the world don't want to talk about sin while the devil's coming out of the closet. Hollywood and all the media of our world makes a mockery of hell. I read somewhere last year in Time Magazine where great quote-unquote theologians began to reevaluate hell in the Bible. A friend of mine, if you can't see what's going on, the enemy is racing towards the ticking and talking of the clock. Because he doesn't want to go to hell empty-handed. He wants to take a revival with him to live in eternity in torment. Because he knows that God loves you. And the only way he can get back at God, the way that really hurts God, is to take you with him. The prize and the apple of God's eye is humanity. He'll hate God right to the grave. And you'll be privy to it if you don't accept light and truth. God's not going to send you to hell because He didn't love you. God's going to send you to hell because of your choice. Every eye closed and every head bowed. You're saying, preacher, I didn't come here tonight to hear this kind of preaching. I can understand you feeling that way. But I just want to say with all compassion... That you're sitting in a church tonight that is aware of the signs of the times. We love you more than you love yourself. You see, our eyes have been opened. We want you to know tonight that God loves you. 
but God requires obedience at your hand. Hallelujah. The Bible says in approaching God, it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. Man in his own, in, in his own power would never repent. It's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. You're in a place where there's goodness. There's hope. There's love. Good things. Quality things. Things of eternal merit and value. Hallelujah. God leads us to repentance and then commands us to be baptized. Because it's the washing of water, going down in water, that typifies our relationship with Jesus Christ in death. And the old man is buried with him by baptism. And then the Bible says that God promises to give every human being that obeys the gospel the Holy Ghost. Because it's a gift. Holy Ghost is the greatest thing that man could ever have this side of heaven. Because it's the guarantee of eternal salvation. The earnest of your inheritance. And that's it. You won't hear that on Main Street. You won't hear that in the disco. You won't see that on the same rack with Playboy magazine. But the God of this world's in control. He don't want this stuff to get out. The choice is yours. Hallelujah. God, in the name of Jesus, Father, I've done my best tonight to allow your word to come forth, clarity. I pray, God, that you will allow it to sink deep. Hallelujah. Getting down into the inner man where people have to face themselves and be real. Ushalababahoya, 